0: Welcome to the Daily Sports Show Redo. I am your host, Tyler James. Here at the Redo, I've spent my time watching and listening to all the talking heads give their inflated takes on popular topics. Then I pick a few of those topics that I find good, bad, or just plain weird and give them a redo by giving my take without the yelling, pandering, or trying to create a new hot take. Let's get into it. And we're talking Micah Parsons once again. He uh, was watching the game Monday night, 49ers, Ravens, just like 30 million other people were. And he sent out a tweet that's gone, that's caught some caught some heat, rightfully so. And the tweet was basically, you can go read it for yourself, was saying, at the time of the tweet, he, the 49ers were down 21 points. It was in the, late in the third quarter. And he was commenting on how the 49ers, all they were doing was running, run the ball and doing little short passes, little dump passes. And, you know, did a little laughing emoji. And pretty much what uh, what all the experts deciphered as was uh, Brock Purdy's coaches don't trust him to get him back, get the team back in the game when they're down. They won't let him throw the ball downfield. And, you know, you that's kind of been the knock on Brock Purdy, though. It really hasn't been tested that much over a short career because they're always, for the most part, either out in front early and off, often, or they're, if they're down, they're down by not that much, so the game plan doesn't really have to change. But that has been uh, one of the critiques on Brock Purdy where people wanted to see. I want to see how he does when they start off down 10. You know, down two touchdowns, What do they, are they able to, is he able to bring them back in the game with his arm and his play? And, you know, th- that was a perfect example Monday of those, uh, you know, people who criticize him for that. That was a perfect example for them to be like, hey, exactly. If he goes down early, he's not able to really mount the comeback. Grants one game, small sample size, whatever. But that was basically what the tweet was alluding at. And while, you know, this is just for uh, context, Micah Parsons pretty much ever since they played the 49ers back in week five, it was, I believe. You know, he's been, he's always just kind of like taking shots at the 49ers, taking shots at Brock Purdy. and So it's kind of right on par with what he's been doing all year. And uh, Debo Samuel, he got on one of someone's uh, show, and they were talking about it. And he goes, and he's just kind of confused and really dismissive about it. Like, why is he talking about this? Like, he's – they just lost – the Dallas Cowboys just lost two in a row, two away games that were against good teams. They needed those wins, you know, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Like, why is he worried about what Brock Purdy's doing? What, the 49ers are doing? Like, focus on yourself. And for the most part, everyone agrees, like, hey – it's not a great look to constantly to you know go after this team who beat you forty two to ten, especially after you just you're coming off a loss. So it's not a great. One's you know just giving it to them, but you know also on his little social media post he brought up a, a good point. He did, he posted a picture of him rushing Tua on Sunday, and he is clearly being held by. Not just one, but two Dolphins. And here's a crazy stat for you. You know, when I first time I heard it, you know, like I think when I first heard it on uh, Undisputed, Micah Parsons hasn't had a holding call called in, in his favor in 38 quarters. That's nearly 10 games, 10 full games. This guy who's considered, you know, one of the best pass rushers in the game. He, I'm not sure currently, but... Like, at least in the past couple weeks, he's been number one in quarterback pressures. Like, his win win rate against his uh, man is up there. It's just, so this guy who's constantly putting pressure on the quarterback can't draw one flag. And, of course, you know, there's plenty of compilations, plenty of pictures out there. where If you look at him, it shows, you know, he's clearly being held. But then again, you know, there's holding on every play, as they say, you know, how grotesque is it, you know, it's, it varies. Then again, it, and it's also a very offense-driven league. That's where the money is. These high-powered offenses, that's what brings in the money. And, you know, the offense is the quarterbacks. But they got to protect the quarterbacks. So, like, we saw also that kind of questionable rough-in-the-passer call that was called on Micah. I think it was the same play where he was getting held by those two guys where, you know, two gets rid of the ball, then gets immediately pushed from behind, and they called that – You know, the 15 yards, that extended the drive. So it's just a, it's, I can understand the frustration from his point of view because he's, you know, he's trying, you know, his hardest, you know, to have a positive impact on his team. But he's, you know, being held, which is a penalty. Can they call it every time? Of course not. And we probably wouldn't want him to because that would just make the game unwatchable. But he's got a point in that regard and that was part of his rebuttal of people that were calling him out where they were focusing on him as opposed to the content of what he he was putting out there a little different because he was talking about the 49ers and then you know, a lot and then the post about the being held but it's the whole thing of him just constantly... I guess that's kind of the downside of this current age where players have social media, they have podcasts, and they can just, you know, send out their thoughts and feelings, you know, with the stroke of a button, which, like I've said in the past, I, think I, I like it in the sense that you can kind of see more about players, you can get more of their personalities, you get more insights and stuff. But there is that downside to where, you know, you see a player that you really like, you respect, you know, you bought their jersey, And you're kind of seeing them just kind of complain a lot. And while it, to a degree, it's like, yeah, they're right to complain. But it's just, you hate to see it, at least from a fan's point of view. For me personally, I'm just like, ah, come on. And even the, considering, you know, the shots at Brock Purdy and the 49ers, it's like, hey, that's a. Let's tone it down a little bit. We got beat by 30 points by them, you know, and you were pretty much neutralized the entire game. So, you know, just stop throwing a little little shade at them you, until you meet them again. You know, hopefully the Cowboys get a chance to redeem themselves for that one, but we'll see. But it's, you know, it just wasn't a, a great day for Micah Parsons in regard to that from, from the media standpoint. Uh, Another one was uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, he's got his podcast with his brother. They had that really bad loss to the Raiders, just a team they should not be losing to, and they were handled pretty well. They had the big defensive defensive touchdowns for the Raiders that really just put the game kind of overboard. And Travis Kelsey, famously now, he just threw his helmet when he came to the sideline. Andy Reid came up to him and kind of body checked him a little bit, tried to maybe calm him down, have some words for him, we don't know. And it's you know, it's just the uh, the whole Kansas City year so far. Like it's just it's a down year for sure. Granted, they're nine and six, first in their division, so that's a down year for them, you know, still being first in their division. But they'll probably be a four seed weights looking, depending on what the, I believe the AFC South is doing with the Jaguars and the Texans. But, I mean, so it's – they're down year still, what some teams hope for, but it is it is down. Travis has been, outside the first couple games, not very good. You know, he talked about that on the podcast, talking about how he's just got to really focus in. And it's like, yeah, I agree. everyone agrees with that. But he is 34 years old, multiple surgeries, had a first good couple games when T. Swift was in attendance. You know, but since then, the team – not just him, but the team as a whole. That's another thing he talked about was everyone needs to do better. And he's right. I mean, outside really the defense who, for the most part, they've been solid all year. But that offense is just a, kind of a shell of itself. And you it's, you can't really blame one person because they're all failing. Even Patrick Mahomes against the Raiders, he made some bad passes, you know. he. You got. He's like always like the one shining spot in the team when they lose is, hey, you know, he's putting the ball. He's got it, but people are dropping it. People aren't getting open, but he was not very good in that game. So it's it's tough to see, especially since, you know, they're, you know, it's a young dynasty, almost a dynasty. in need one more Super Bowl, I believe, to be considered that close, though. But like I said, you know, it's a down year for them is what some teams hope for, you know. <laughs> Nine and six, first near division. Yeah, that's all I got for the players and their podcasts and social media. I'll take a quick break. Let's get into it, and we are talking Russell Wilson being benched for the last two games of the season. It's been that's a it's tough to see for a quarterback of his caliber, Super Bowl champion. Really did, just really built a good career for himself out there in Seattle. See him now just being, you know, berated by Sean Payton, you know, the head coach. and then now he's being benched. It's tough to see. You know, you don't want to see it, you know, because really, before he started the, you know, the trade talks and the wanting out of Seattle, I've never heard a, a negative review about Russell Wilson. All I heard was, glowing reviews. But granted, I'm not a Seahawks fan, so I don't follow them as religiously as some other people. But it turns out he's not necessarily held in the highest regards. And it's I guess caught me off guard when I heard when I first heard it. It's like, oh, he's not liked by people. They call him more quirky, odd, this and that, and that's rubs people the wrong way. Alright. You know, he had his own uh, his own room and stuff at the stadium and stuff and that bothered people, which I don't necessarily know why. So he's you're starting quarterback and leader of your team. You it is I guess it is kind of weird, you know. You kinda of want everyone to be together. You want a team together, you know, but whatever. So But yeah, I mean it's tough to see him finally just getting benched. And I guess I understand uh, from what people are saying it's a financial decision because they are planning to cut him in the offseason. That seems pretty set in stone that everyone's expecting him to be cut after the season. You know, uh, Sean Payton was saying he, you know, he's not ruled out to play, you know, in the next next two weeks, which that's kind of a uh, some, – some people have exceptions with that because, you know, you're, you're going to bench this guy. You're still going to make him dress out and go sit on the sidelines and watch. That's kind of a little, humili- uh, you know, embarrassing in a sense, because, I mean, like you're this guy who's getting nearly a quarter of a billion dollars, and they're going to just put you on the bench and let some guy who, you know, he played a little, uh, Steidman, he played pretty good in Oakland last year when they decided to bench Derek Carr. He came in, he had some, showed some flashes. They gave him a decent-sized contract over there in Denver. So, maybe I think Sean Payton likes him. That's kind of why he's there, so we'll see what happens, but yeah, it's, he's gonna have Russell Wilson, you know, be a full participant and just kind of sit there on the bench making all that money. But it's a uh, people are kind of alluding to it being a more of a financial decision as opposed to uh, Russell Wilson's actual gameplay because he hasn't played that bad this year. I mean, he's got you know a really good touchdown reception ratio. I mean, he's. Got better stats than half the quarterbacks in the league right now. Granted, a majority of them, those are injured guys, but you know he's hasn't had a bad season. He's definitely not the like, the main reason they're struggling. I mean, he's definitely he's coming off two bad games. That, that last last week's loss that was pretty bad. Ugh, bad to watch for him. Got picked off in the end zone there when he was kind of bringing him back. But yeah. But the uh, financial decision, you know, if he they don't want him to, if, to get hurt these last two games because then if he can't clear his physical in the offseason, he can't be waived. I believe they get so much guaranteed money, but they want to pretty much cut him from the team before June 1st, I believe it is, and then they can, you know, save, I think like $37 million or something like that. So it's a, it makes sense financially, and I don't... Still don't see him as a problem. I mean, it's gonna. You're really hoping this backup quarterback's gonna pan out and help, you know, and fit in better with what Sean Payton's trying to do. They're still gonna have to pay him lots of money, which is better for uh, the team with whoever's gonna pick up Russell Wilson because they could probably give him a smaller contract and because he's getting all that guaranteed money from the Broncos. But it's kind of you, where is that gonna leave the Broncos? You know, now they. They don't have a quarterback unless this guy turns out to be the real deal. Uh, won't have really that kind of draft position to pick anyone up unless you know they hit someone out of nowhere. It's just it's a kind of a head scratcher move and really just kind of speaks natively on the the franchise and the coaching staff a bit. But we'll see. You know, now the, now the talk is where's. Russell Wilson going to go if anywhere, what's the market value like for him? And there's, you got like, if you look around the league, there's a lot of bad quarterback play this year. A lot of injuries, a lot of just kind of guys that aren't franchise guys starting right now or being benched and then put back in the starting position. So there's there's definitely room out there for him. Uh, The one I heard that was really good was Pittsburgh and that, Makes sense. They are real, like, you know, people say all the time, but they're a quarterback away from being a real powerhouse. They have the running backs. They have the tight end, who's been pretty good. They got receivers who, you know, people, it was for a while, like, oh, they don't want to block for anyone. Oh, they don't want to celebrate their teammates. But they're talented receivers. Their defense, obviously, is elite. I think they're 8-7 and seven right now, and they have, like, something crazy, like a negative – point differential and like it's just they've they're literally not scoring more than their, you know, majority of the teams they play, but somehow they end up winning. It's it's insane. So that one I actually think that's good for him. Like if he could just go out there, be a game manager, Pittsburgh would be dangerous. And you know, you look at Kenny Pickett, he had a great rookie season, not great, but like he, it showed promise. Regressed this year, then obviously got hurt for the rest of the season. Trubisky, we know who he is. He's not the guy. Uh, Rudolph, he actually kind of stood out and put some points up on his first uh, start of the season. But we we know what Rudolph is. We've seen the tape on him. We've seen him out there. We know realistically he's not a franchise guy. And that's fine. You know, be the third string backup, whatever it is. And get after it, but uh, that's definitely a great spot for Russell. When it was uh, a saw the guy break it down, like yeah, that that makes sense for him, and hopefully he can get somewhere with maybe more mild mannered coach. Because I've personally, I'm not a big Sean Payton guy. You know, to me, he's a more intense version of Mike McCarthy. He's got more of the the A type personality than McCarthy. If you think about it, kind oh. of the same resume you Now it was broken down a while back before Sean Payton, you know, started the season. Uh, him and McCarthy have identical resumes. One Super Bowl with their Hall of Fame or future Hall of Fame quarterback because Drew Brees isn't yet and Aaron Rodgers is still going. But really, that's that's it, you know, that one Super Bowl appearance. So it's they're basically the same person, just Sean Payton, he stepped away from the game after Drew Brees retired, so we never really got to see him struggle, for the most part. He went to broadcast and then came back. So it's, that kind of hurts his uh, coaching stock, in my opinion, a little bit. But, yeah, it's just, you, you wonder, like, I mean, everyone gets chewed out by their coaches. That's not a, you know, just because you're the quarterback doesn't mean you're immune to it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, Russell Wilson does have a bit of stock built up in the league, around know, the league, and that was a big reason why you know Tom, one of the things, people credit to why Tom Brady left New England, because Belichick, you know, even after six Super Bowls, Belichick still treated him as you know one of the guys, which you would think, oh, that kind of sounds nice, but then again, you're you're really the driving force behind that team, six-time champion, you know, and as we're seeing now, you know, Belichick's on his way out of New England. That's kind of the that's the the news i don't know if that's 100% accurate or not but they're saying he's going to be done by the end of the year so it's like you're you lose Tom Brady a couple of years later you're out of the job you know be somewhere else more than likely, but you know you got to you got to treat your stars like stars to a degree you know you don't want to embarrass them or belittle them and that's kind of what it seems like uh has been doing the his entire first year with the Broncos not that's- to say you know, Russell's played great this year to where he should shouldn't be, but it's still you have to respect what someone's done, especially if they're a quarterback and kind of we've seen what bad quarterback play does to franchises. Just makes them irrelevant for years. All right, so all I got on there. Probably see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Daily Sports Show Redo. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll see you next time.